Our Bible's open to Psalm 78 and Psalm 85. A brief message tonight, Wilt Thou Not Revive Us Again? In Psalm 78, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord, his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done, for he established a testimony of Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and might not be as their fathers, stubborn, rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. In my Bible, I have that passage marked from years and years gone by, probably 1971, when we started the Anchor Christian School. Seven reasons for a Christian school. We'll not hide them from our children. We'll show the generations to come that a generation to come might know even the children and so on. Now, one of the problems we're facing in America today is a strange absence of moral values. I don't know whether you noticed or heard on the radio recently, America is less Christian today than it was 10 years ago. The statistics are out. We've gone from 80% to 70% claiming to be Christians. From about 60% to 40% who go to church. This is our own beloved America. When I was a boy, many of you who are older remember this, we read the Bible in school. We even had a time of prayer. I remember the time when, when I was in the first grade, clear to the twelfth grade. Every day they read the Bible and prayed. This was at, in Louisville at Beachmont, at Semple, at Parkland, at Parkland Junior High, and at DuPont Manual. All through those years, young people sinned, certainly. But there was always a copy of the Ten Commandments on the walls. Those have been taken away. Our young people today do not have any guidance, spiritual guidance, except from Christian teachers. And they're very limited in what they can say or what they can do. So the bottom line is America needs revival. And one reason the Lord laid on our hearts to start a Christian school a number of years ago was that our generations to come might know and believe the Word of God. Now go to Psalm 85 for a moment. <clears throat> In Psalm 85, there's a tremendous passage that I think is appropriate for us as we face 
the days ahead. We're asking God, Lord, send a revival and let it begin in me. Beginning in Psalm 85, verse 1, Lord, thou hast been favorable unto the land of thou unto this land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. <clears throat> thou hast give, forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin. Selah. Think of that. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God, to our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy. Show us thy mercy, O Lord. Grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. He will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. What has happened? <clears throat> the people of God were brought out of captivity in Egypt by a mighty hand of God. God sent Moses down to Pharaoh to say, let my people go. They'd been there 400 years. There were a lot of reasons why God wanted the people of God out of Egypt. Among them, the people of God had learned the idolatry of the Egyptians. And God sent Moses down to declare the word of God. He got a listening ear. Together they marched out of Egypt. God had to impress on Pharaoh over and over and over again that he was in charge. Now God had placed Pharaoh in charge. Remember this, leaders on the earth, even though we may vote them in, or they may be a military coup or whatever, the leaders of earth, God has charge of them. God had charge of Pharaoh. The Bible even says God hardened Pharaoh's heart. That's hard for us to understand. One of the reasons, as, as we see it, as we try to think it through, is so that God could get all the glory. Pharaoh did let the people of God go, but he didn't want to. He changed his mind a bunch of times, and finally he let them go, and then he changed his mind again, went after them, and God saw to it that they drowned in the Red Sea. See, God was in charge. He gave Pharaoh all kinds of opportunities, but Pharaoh said no. Then the children of Israel went through the wilderness wanderings. They wandered and wandered and wandered. They came to Kadesh Barnea. God said, go in, I'll give you this land. They sent some spies in. Ten of them came back and said, we can't do it. Uh, we're, we're helpless. Uh, they're like uh, giants to us. They're walled cities and we're like grasshoppers in their sight. So they didn't go in. Forty years they wandered. And now the psalmist is saying, Lord, don't be angry with us forever. Please don't be angry with us forever. Lord, show us thy mercy. God, show us thy mercy. Lord, wilt thou not revive thy people in the midst of the years? In wrath, remember mercy. Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? We sing the song, we sang it a little while ago, 
We praise Thee, O God, for the Son of Thy love, for Jesus who died and is now gone above. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah means praise the Lord. Amen means so be it. I agree with it. So we're asking, Lord, Lord, send a revival. Let it begin in me. Well, think this through. Why do we need revival? Do you ever think about that? Is it just a protracted meeting on the calendar? We've set some dates, April 19th through the 24th. We have a strong preacher coming and a good song leader. There won't be revival unless you and I enter into it and say, Lord, I'm going to bring the people in. I'm going to go after people that haven't been coming. I'm going to go over unsaved people. I'm going to invite my neighbors and other people. But above everything, I'm going to come. And I'm going to say, Lord, I need a revival. And when we hear the preaching of the word night after night after night after night, you know, once in a while you hear somebody, well, I'll come one night. That isn't enough. We need to come night after night after night and get our hearts exposed to the word of God and then see if God can do something with us because he's come and renewed a right spirit within us. Well, you think of why we need revival. We need revival so we'll love each other. We need revival so we'll be kind to each other. We need revival so we will have one spirit. That is a spirit, Lord, we praise thee, O God, for the son of thy love. Our main business in life is to praise the Lord. The main business of the Glendale Baptist Church is to praise the Lord. How do we praise the Lord? We praise Him through singing. We praise Him through preaching. We praise Him through what? Love. We praise Him through going after those who are not coming. We praise Him through going to find somebody who is unsaved, who needs the Lord with all of his heart, and we go and awaken that one. Remember the Jericho Road? We sing the song on the Jericho Road. I like that song. But what happened on the Jericho Road? A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He fell among thieves. They robbed him. They took his money. They left him over a ditch dying. A priest came along and was too busy. He couldn't go over and bother him. Another man came along and he was too busy. He, he, he looked over and saw him, but he, he was too busy. So many times we're like that. We're too busy. We have an appointment to take care of. We have something to do. We have all kinds of jobs to fulfill. And who doesn't? There's not one person in this room who has plenty of time. <laughs> if I ask you how many of you have plenty of money, nobody lifts their hand. I don't know how much plenty is, but we don't have it. We don't have plenty of time. Everybody's busy. But there came a man from Samaria along the Jericho Road, <clears throat> and he was busy. Matter of fact, he was a businessman. He was so busy that his heart of compassion reached over to that man in the ditch. He was about to die. He woke him up. The man didn't even know the Samaritan was there. He woke him up, said, get up. I want to help you. He put him on his animal, led the animal down to the city, said to the innkeeper, you take care of him. I will pay you whatever you need to be paid. I have a appointment. I've got to go, but I'll check again. Jesus is like that man on the Jericho Road. 
He saw you and me in our need. He sent somebody to us. I thank God for a Jewish lady named Phyllis Sokol. I was on a train going to Florida and Phyllis Sokol, a Jewish lady, I didn't even know her. She was just going through the coach. I guess she was asking other people. I don't remember who she, she asked, but she came to me and said, are you a Christian? I had to say no. She wrote a letter to a preacher back in Louisville, and that preacher came to see me when I got back to Louisville. You see, God did that. He's done that for all of us. The Holy Spirit moves in somebody's heart to say, take time to go. Take time to lift them out of the ditch. Take time to love. Take time to care. Take time to bring somebody to Jesus. In the Sunday School lesson, Sunday on Mark 14, we're going to read about Mary who anointed Jesus for burial. As we read the scripture, it seems like that Mary was the sister of Martha, the sister of Lazarus, whom Jesus raised from the dead. And now she is anointing the Lord for burial, a very expensive ointment. And one of the disciples said, uh, this ought not to be. You ought to take that ointment out and sell it and give the money to the poor. And Jesus said in the book of John, he said, that man didn't care anything about the poor. He carried the bag. He was a thief. And all he wanted was the money. And then he said, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what this woman has done will be told. Everybody will know about it. I don't know that that had anything to do with the atonement. I'm not sure that Mary had anything to do with Jesus dying on a cross. I'm not sure she ever taught a Sunday school class, but she did what she could. And that's all God wants of us, to do what we can, to bring someone and show them our love for Christ. She was expressing love that day. That's why she did it. She loved him. The man that corrected her and criticized her, you know who he was? Most of you remember, he was Judas, the betrayer. And Jesus said that man didn't care anything about the poor. He was a thief. All he cared about was the money. Listen, Lord sent a revival that will lead us to go and lift somebody closer to the cross of Christ. Lead us out to find someone, somewhere, maybe on Blake Street, maybe on McElroy, maybe on Woodford, maybe on Covington, maybe in one of the elite sections of the city, maybe on Pasco Way. Find somebody. How are you going to find them? Well, the simplest way, and yet the most difficult way for people to do it, is to go knock on doors. You may knock on 20 doors and find nobody. And then all of a sudden, the 21st door, there's somebody behind that door that needs God, and they're glad you came. Many of you have done that in times past. Let's do it again. Lord, do it again. Lord, send a revival, a revival of love, love for each other, love for the Lord, love for lost souls, love for people, love for God's church. Lord, send a revival and let it begin in me.
Let's bow together in prayer. Our Father, we thank you for this passage of Scripture that reminds us how important it is that there be a renewal, a revival of the first love in our hearts. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand, please. Let's sing, Since I Started for the Kingdom, The Longer I Serve Him, The Sweeter. It goes at page 13 if you need a book. And as we sing, let God's Spirit speak to each of our hearts. And will you say, Lord, please send a revival in my heart. One test we could make, and we don't ever do it, I don't think, but check up on our own heart. If we do not mean the longer I serve and the sweeter it grows, don't sing it. Nobody will notice. He'll notice. And you'll notice. If indeed the longer we serve him, the sweeter it grows, then we'll sing it. And then let's practice it. And let's say, Lord, fill my heart with renewed love for everybody in this room. Love for you. Love for those on the outside. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Let's sing that. If the Lord lays it on your heart, come and kneel at the altar. Recommit your life. Come with a prayer request. If you've never been saved, come to Jesus tonight. Don't turn him away while we sing.